stop it. Yeah, I can. So, do, I cannot even hear stop. you. Levi. So to get on Dark Souls lore, um, <laughs> Levi, I cannot hear you. Yeah, we can't hear you. Levi, is your mic off? Your mic. His is mic off. is off. How long has that been off? Have I been out of the conversation yeah. for how long yes. now? All time. I heard you vaguely <laughs> mentioning Fade Zero in the background. I was like, I cannot hear this man. Something's Fuck wrong. My I can feel it. God damn it. Yep. <laughs> Welcome to the Grim Cash Podcast, episode 100. Motherfucker. We did it. We did it. It is boys and goys. We you know what that means, right? Hmm. It's time for some ritual suicide. <laughs> we oh, yeah. We're done. Oh yeah, Sudoku. Anyway, we're not going to summon Lil Grim without it. You're right. The comet Lil right. Grim is rising above us now. <laughs> we go. We got to end ourselves so we can get aboard that comet. All right, uh, <laughs> fly I'll, through the cosmos. I'll start speaking in tongues. Humana, 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 humana. That was. That was. Fate, 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 Hey, I'm the one supposed to be speaking in tongues, okay? I'm okay. always speaking in tongues. <laughs> I open Cring- my mouth and my tongue's just upside down. <laughs> Cringer-based. Yes. This first one, real easy. No one's going to have anything to say bad about it. Wait. Well, maybe <laughs> maybe one person will. Pork okay. belly. <laughs> I'm surprised you had to unfair. think about it for a second. <laughs> That's a bit unfair, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say base because it's fucking pork belly. So yeah, yeah, base, base. Okay, Lex, you you non kosher fucks. <laughs> you unkosher fucks. Us Gentile assholes. <laughs> you fucking <laughs> goyim. I'm just gonna write you off the books. <laughs> exactly. You you also all now know the the plural version of goy, goyim, goyim, goyim. goyim. Up next, that that real quick, that's a plural that includes at least one male because Hebrew is a misogynistic language, as my professor once that said. <laughs> Woo, gender buzz balls, cringe. What the cringe. fuck is a buzz ball? Cringe. No, cringe based are. on the name. Fuck you. So buzz ball is a little plastic ball shaped capsule uh, with like a like a soda can top filled with. A surprising amount of alcohol um, and other flavorings, so that's actually somewhat bearable, not really bearable to drink. <laughs> There's literally one flavor. They're bad. They're they're bad. They're I'm calling them cringe. I've tried so four bad. of them, and I've liked one. Yeah, but that one I did try, I really liked. They're cringe, but they can. They're cringe that can get the job done. Oh yeah, they, you drink enough yeah, of them, right. they will fuck you up. Like if it's one of those things where it's so cringe, but still works. Kind of like if you want to get more attention for yourself, you can just walk around with a katana and like a fedora, and that's you'll get attention. I'd say it's some it's cringe like a four loco is cringe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. You can also like take on the sigma male personality, and that'll definitely garner you attention and stuff. It's just gonna be cringe the entire time. You have your katana in one hand. Yeah. You got your fedora on, your Mm -hmm. Daki Makara in the other arm, and you have the buzz balls on your hip. Like with with like (laughs) like you would a like you would a fucking grenade. Like a grenade bandolier, yeah. (laughs) If you subscribe to that fucking Greek alphabet fucking male thing, you're automatically a beta. 
Yeah. No matter what. <laughs> no matter what. You're the no. Omega. <laughs> you are the no, but Omega sounds cool. I know oh, yeah, it's the true. bomb, but it sounds cool. And the Omega does have relation to the Alpha. I have um, a question. Does anyone know what the Omega verse is? What? What? I keep seeing Aww. shit about Omega verse on TikTok, and I have I'm just so confused. Must be so. Hey, man. We don't, talk, we don't talk about Omega Verse, okay? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Are we? Am I? Are we all boomers now? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. ninety-five. Does that tell you anything? We've been boomers for five years already. <laughs> yeah, we all have my... TikTok accounts except for Hadar. Fuck TikTok. I found what Omega Verse is, and uh, I'm just <laughs> I'm just sad now. Yep. Oh, okay. No, okay inform point. us. Uh, Omegaverse, also known as ABO, an abbreviation for Alpha, Beta, Omega, is a subgenre of speculative erotic fiction, and originally oh. a subgenre of erotic slash fanfiction. Oh. Oh, yeah, those TikToks make sense now. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah stories in the genre are, pr- are premised on the societies wherein humans are divided into a dominance hierarchy of dominant alphas, neutral betas, and submissive omegas. <laughs> So you know that entire Sigma male bullshit, but like an entire verse and people just talking about it. Oh my god! People made a fan a fandom for something that doesn't exist. You're looking very submissive and readable. (laughs) (laughs) If you use that phrase at me one more fucking time, I swear (laughs) I I can't go on any longer. (laughs) Here, here's here's a, a play for the Sigma male playbook. Consider bleach. <laughs> Might be a good drink. <laughs> Calm down there, Adrian. You know you're oh. a fucking weeb when the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear bleach is the fucking When is the new season, by the way? When the fuck is it coming out? <laughs> I don't know and I don't fucking care. Kubo oh. fucking lied to us. <laughs> what a little, I got a little story about bleach. So, friend at work, I was talking with a couple of weeks ago. He told me when he was a kid, you know that like bleach based powder cleaner? Oh, Ooh. No. Yeah. But it was lemon scented. Oh. oh. No. He made a cup of it. He made a cup of it. Yeah. No. <laughs> he had to get his fucking stomach pumped. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happens. Fun fact. Was it worth it though? No. 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 No, it's definitely not. I have a story, uh, not not nearly as deadly. Really quick, okay. I have a I have a slight question that I don't know if you asked. Okay. So I don't know if you have the answer, but it's something I feel I need to ask you anyway. Do you know if he drank the whole cup? <laughs> I would hope not. I don't think he did. I believe it, uh, it was like one it, gulp. Yeah, yeah. He, if he drank the whole cup, his he wouldn't have no esophagus. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been like, oh. Okay. Because I, I grew up in a trailer park with some kids that <laughs> definitely would have drank that whole cup. <laughs> <laughs> there was this one little kid. He was like four or five. Yep. His name was Anthony. I don't know where that kid is. I don't know if he's still alive. I actually kind of highly doubt it because he was oh. doing some stupid shit. He would have yep. drank that whole cup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, there was a time when I was a kid. Uh-huh. Uh, no, my brother Adrian, and I, no. My brother and I were going like just you know, messing around. We like looked in our mom's purse for a second. We saw, oh, pepper no. spray. Oh no! Hmm. Yeah. This uh, the brand. It's called Mace. We think. Oh my! Pepper God. spray <laughs> might be spicy. Hey, here, Alexander. Why don't you spray it on my tongue? 
You're a fucking idiot. No. So my brother sprayed Jesus. mace on my tongue. No. <laughs> and I was dying. I was like, oh, this is real spicy. Oh, it's oh, it's real spicy. It's real oh hot. God. Oh my god. Oh my god. And then my brother, like, some of it had gone on his hands and like he rubbed his eyes. Oh god. <laughs> and then he was crying. I was crying. And then in that moment, our mom got home because she forgot her purse. And she just saw us both on the kitchen floor <laughs> dying with like a bottle of pepper spray between us. You know what? <laughs> Something just clicked in my head. Before we move on to the next cringer base, I have an, a little little mace story of my own. <laughs> I imagine oh, at that mace. moment the mom walks through the door. She sees two children dying on the floor <laughs> with a can of mace in the middle. And it's like, do I just go back to my car? No, <laughs> no. Let them figure it out. Yeah. She she had a hesitant moment, for sure. <laughs> okay. So I just realized I've been maced twice in my life. Oh, right? Both times occurred in separate English classes in different states. Huh. Mm. Um, <laughs> he hates you. Look the language. Yeah. So the the first the first time was when I lived in Orlando at Freedom High School when I went to school with Adar. Uh, it it was like a, a a few a few weeks before I moved. Right. Um. Someone brought a can of mace and just fucking just just popped the top right there in the fucking middle of the classroom for no fucking reason, and just maced everyone in our little area. Oh, and uh, no. we 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 were fucked and yeah. we had to like evacuate the class it's actually blah, funny blah, blah. as shit yeah it's so <laughs> and, and the second time was uh at carrie high school in mr uh -huh. may's class with uh fucking just my whole shit exploded you mm -hmm. know so uh, it, the same thing happened someone brought a can of mace popped the top and fucking maced half the class <laughs> <laughs> for no fucking reason so i don't know why that shit happens I gotta say, okay. I, gotta I, I think that's funny as hell. Yeah, I mean, I like it. <laughs> you like people just macing an entire. <laughs> I think English it's class. funny as shit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah, no, I don't. I, yeah, English class hates me. But yeah, that's that, that's the end of mace talk, I believe. Yeah. It's like it's like, hey, we're in first period. Who wants to go home? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. pop, pop open no, the can so of mace. Finish out the school day both Seriously? times. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. That's yeah, so they stupid. just, you know, they took us outside and, you know, made us wash our eyes. Open the windows. the water fountains or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't tell your parents. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Like, oh, uh, man. Yeah. Uh, okay, we, what were we doing? Cringer base? Yeah. Cringer yeah. base. Okay, mint ice cream. Cr uh, based. Based. I based. Like, why did I, why uh, I almost say cringe? I do not like mint. Okay, overall based. With one I'll cringe. Say, yeah. I'm right there with you, though, Hadar. What? Thank you. Yeah, fuck me. Thank you. Hadar, I get, but you I don't I don't yeah. dig it. What is that like, supposed to mean? It feels like, I know exactly what it means. It feels like it's not supposed to be eaten. Exactly. Like it tastes like it's not something no. you're supposed to eat. Chris, well no, I'm, I'm I real quick. I blame it entirely on toothpaste. I'm Same. still upset with Levi overthinking Why? that toaster strudels were inspired by Pop Tarts. I didn't oh. say they were inspired. I think you get two rectangle-shaped things you stick in a fucking toaster and you eat for breakfast. <laughs> Didn't, weren't you also the one who said that you don't imagine, care Pop-Tarts are toasted or not? Yeah. Imagine putting Pop-Tarts yeah, okay. With one exception to that, and that is the um, brown sugar cinnamon. I do believe those need to be heated. Yeah. Yeah. 
Imagine yeah. the, the fruit ones. It's not necessary. So I have less qualms with Levi that being said, toaster strudel was invented as a counterpart to pop tarts. Eat shit. That was the whole point. Fuck you. No, like I'm dead, dead ass speaking. I know you're serious, but from the actual reason yes. they were invented. You're right, but fuck you. Okay. Continue, <laughs> but no, yeah. Uh, so toothpaste is the whole reason. I don't think I, can I get it. it. You're wrong. No, no, you're wrong. No, you're wrong. People, well, you know what? You know what? You know what? Toothpaste was invented. You know what? I'll take the hit because Cringer Based says I'm wrong. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Okay. There we go. We do. We literally just took a vote on it. <laughs> Up next, the beach. Or base. Why did I almost say crap? the beach is base as fuck? I mean, it depends on the beach for me. Severely overrated, cringe. Yeah, I'm gonna fucking fight you. This it is my does, culture you're talking about here. It does depend on. The I beach. am the beach. Like, if for me a beach I like is no sand, which is not really uh, a beach. That's not a fucking that's beach. A, that's exactly. Because go to a fucking say, pool. Uh, uh, I don't. Myrtle, Myrtle Beach is uh, cringe. Oh no! Yeah, we're, yeah, we're, we're we're talking of the beach, just the beach in general. The general beach. concept of beach. The, yeah, do I'm you enjoy? Do you of do you enjoy going to the beach? No, yes. cringe. Okay, we got a well. It's half and half. Yep. Well, uh, it's not gonna be when I'm fucking done with these two. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer the mountains. I like rocks. No, I like I agree with that. No, not I little tiny. Prefer... Go to Israel. Get all. Get every fucking terrain in Israel except. We You're got right. in North Carolina. Yeah, we do have both. Right. North we got high-rise <laughs> mountains. We got fucking beaches. We got the desert. All this thing is the jungle and frozen like landscapes, and that's it. <laughs> Three out of five and bad. For the final cringer based, it's a little hint as to what we're going to be talking about later. Uh -oh. <laughs> Activision Blizzard. Cringe. Okay. <laughs> so much cringe. Cringe. Emotions that you've ever experienced in all of your Get life. Get ready for that conversation. Cringe in the podcast. Just to throw That's my head. Unanimous cringe. It's unanimous cringe. All around cringe. cringe. It is. It is. It is the alpha cringe. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> the alpha and the omega of cringe. <laughs> it's all those. If betas. we have just alienated the one dude who still plays WoW. Sorry. Fuck him. Fuck you. <laughs> WoW. Why are you playing WoW? Like Fourteen. You know, a good MMO. The critically acclaimed <laughs> FF14 with a free trial up to level 60, including the critically acclaimed Heavensward expansion. Oh, I thought it was only um up to Man, level 40. Are you just a billboard or something? <laughs> I read billboards, I'm Jewish. <laughs> what? I what? didn't know that was a thing until Family Guy, by the way. Wait, what do you mean? What do you mean read the, billboards in Jewish? Apparently, the, there's a stereotype of Jews always reading billboards as they fucking go by, by them. Oh, I don't fucking get it. I have only what? seen it in Family Guy, but if, but like, if there's a Jewish stereotype, it's gonna be in Family well, Guy. Well, let me tell sure, you what there Family was. Guy fucking hates us, apparently. There was Lord. one writer on the Family Guy team that had a Jewish friend who looks at billboards, and that's where the joke came from. <laughs> yeah. That's some fucking bullshit. Gosh, I, I hate Family Guy. Yeah, I just do. <laughs> it's it's. It used yeah. to be good forever ago, but it's just bad. I haven't watched it in was so it long. Good? Is it still going? It was okay. The first, the first three or four was seasons were were really good. Is it still the, airing? The only uh, good, the only good part of it, Family Guy, that's in recent years, is the Star Wars episodes. 
Yeah. That's yeah. not really recent. Is also, uh, some of the fight scenes are pretty good. Yeah. The chicken fights are always great. I give it up to Peter and the chicken. Yeah, yeah that, that was always my gas. favorite. Yeah. But it just got real gross. Like, real gross. And then Brickleberry was made, and it took all the humor out, and it was just the grossness from yeah. Family Guy. Mm-hmm. And same with Paradise PD. I don't know what any of those are. <laughs> They're the exact same show without humor. How about what? How do we feel about American Dad? American Dad is fine. I like American Dad. It's like it was never great, but like it's never gotten bad. I I am so burnt out on on American like adult comedy animation. Yeah. Except for Bob's Burgers, that gets a pass. Well, that's just because that's just funny. There's no like adult dirty humor. It's because they're not trying to go for that shock humor, right? Yeah, Do you know, like I fucking watched the episode one of Family Guy the other day because my brother started wanted to like marathon that shit. Mm-hmm. People liked Meg. Yeah, like right. Peter was a good father to Meg. He was a, he was like an idiot, but he tried. I right. and then all of a sudden it was like that's the they just shit on Meg. I could be wrong yeah. about this, but I think the same thing happened in The Simpsons with Bart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm pretty certain he was just like before he was kind of like you're just a little shit and, and stuff. And then and now he's just, you know, like the Antichrist or whatever. Choking him out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Same thing happened with uh, SpongeBob. SpongeBob. Okay, you got to explain. Yeah. SpongeBob. What happened is that. Is he beating Gary? No, oh. no. <laughs> what I mean oh, is crap. that as a character, SpongeBob had many layers in like the first like few seasons like an onion several seasons you know and he had like different relationships with characters and there was like development in episodes but the most recent seasons he's just a clown yeah he's just an idiot. absolute idiot like he doesn't do anything besides be a nuisance to all the other characters yeah no the first like five years of spongebob is the only spongebob that matters oh yeah yeah well, that's everything the, before the movie. And look at Peter Griffin. What is he now in Family Guy? I have just no clue. a nuisance to all the other characters. Thing, I haven't watched cable television in probably close to like eight years. Oh, yeah. So I don't know anything recent. I catch a few this. clips here and there, and it tells me all I need to know. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But in terms of like the adult, like animated shows, nothing beats South Park. I love yeah. South Park. <laughs> yeah, I fucking if, look quick, if you want to know if a, if an episode of SpongeBob is good, but because apparently like the quality changes by episode to episode. Yeah. If you want to know if an episode of SpongeBob is good, check to see if Mr. Krabs is a fucking penny pinching piece of shit who would sell SpongeBob for two cents. <laughs> You're right. If he's a piece yep. of shit, then it's a bad episode. If he's, you know, like that, like a surrogate father figure to SpongeBob as he is in some episodes, it's a good episode. You yeah, know what I'd kill for? Hmm. An uh, episode of SpongeBob animated by Gynax. Uh, <laughs> oh, hell yeah. There's already really, an, really what you mean is trigger because there's all, already all uh, is good people left for trigger. There's yeah. already a good fan-made uh anime SpongeBob series on YouTube. Oh yeah. Yep. Well, yeah. I'm not I, kidding. I'm aware. I remember it now. Yep. I've seen that. I'm going to bring something up. If you want me to end it, I will. Okay. Did you guys see the video? No, No, I know what you're talking about. I think I'm... (laughs) Some dude dressed up as Spongebob. What, the porno? (laughs) Railing those sandy cheeks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone knows about the Spongebob porn. (laughs) Spongebob square. 
Uh, uh, it was Sponge knob square nuts. I remember. It was so good. Square nuts. It's a classic. Okay. I'll move on to my week, okay? All right. <laughs> first things first, I've sold my soul to the devil. Oh, I no. have started playing Fate Grand Order in earnest. Welcome to hell. I haven't spent any money. I don't plan to for at least a month. If if you ever fucking send me a screenshot of like, hey, I'm about to fucking buy this shit, I'm gonna tell you you're walking into hell. <laughs> I'm I'm never gonna join that side. No, no, don't. I'm never. It's nothing I'm ever gonna. Not even to anything against fate because fate is cool. It's just I don't like those types of games. Yep, the, the gotcha. That is perfectly valid. Yeah. I've dropped every gotcha that I've ever played except for FGO. Yeah. Which is hilarious because it's the final boss of gotchas. <laughs> Funnily enough, the near gotcha dropped yesterday. You're good. Job. I, I can barely run it on my phone at low. So. I mean, yeah, I got a load of, like two B's ass cheeks. She's not Thank even you. a play- I don't know if she's a playable character. <laughs> no. She's just somewhere in the files, like on the other side of the goddamn map, just. I think ass. from what we know so far, this is like a thousand years after Automata. Yeah. Probably this is near, near reincarnation. You can probably run Genshin Impact better on your phone. Prob- Maybe. I don't know. I'm I, not going to try. I could run it on my old phone. It I have fine. a perfectly good PC at home. Yeah, same. <laughs> and no desire to play Genshin Impact. Yep. yep. I still have it on my phone. I just remember. Just huh. delete that. It's like 20 gigs. The other game. The other game I've been playing this week, yep. Pokemon Unite. Nice. That's a video game. The Pokemon exists. MOBA on the Switch. <laughs> That's yep. a video game that exists. It's pretty well put together. You know, I gotta I've, say, I've meant to watch a VTuber play that and have yet to watch a VTuber play that. To be honest, it makes sense to make a Pokemon MOBA though. Does it? It really it, does. It does. Yeah. It do, yeah. You already have the 800 possible characters to yeah. pick from. Uh, yeah. They all have special powers and like characteristics and, you know, they can have, do, do they evolve throughout the match? Some do. Yeah. Like okay, for instance, yeah. P- like Pikachu, he stays as Pikachu the whole time. Yeah, of course he stays as Pikachu. Yeah. But like it's Gengar, Pikachu. you start as Ghastly and then you go to Haunter and then yeah. you eventually become Gengar. Which is automatically an awesome mechanic for a MOBA. And that you already have the Pokemon moves to pick from. Exactly. Nice. Like, I think with Gengar, you can use, like, Sludge Bomb. Mm-hmm. There's another one I can't remember the name of. With Pikachu, it's, like, Thunderball, um, Volt Tackle, and all that kind of shit. Shout out to the unnamed intern who had that idea when he was bringing coffee to the Nintendo meeting. And then they were just like, oh, let's take that. Oh, yeah. Curious, can you do me a favor? <laughs> can you look up who developed that? <laughs> I'm curious. But so what it does differently, first off, you only have three abilities. Mm -hmm. You have two basic abilities and an ultimate. Your bait you. So you start with two basic abilities, but you can change them throughout the match. Oh, that's cool. So, for example, with Pikachu, one of them is like a root you can throw out to stun someone or you can switch that with Volt Tackle, I believe. You, so you can make decisions on what you want your build Love to be. Let me some Volt Tackle. Volt Tackle's really All good. All right. Uh, um, developer 
in tandem with the Pokemon Company was Teamy Studio Group, a subsidiary of Tencent Games. Oh, uh, Tencent. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course. No- their notable notable works were Honor of Kings, Arena of Valor. Oh, uh, they did. Grounds Army Attack. Hunter okay, Return, they do the mobile mobas. COD so mobile. makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Is it free to play? Very. It's free to play, and it's also pay to win. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> How else is it gonna manifest? Because uh, I you you can equip your Pokemon with like three different passive items, and of course you get the currency to upgrade them mm. as you play, or you can just spend two hundred dollars to like fully upgrade three of them. Yeah. Actually, I, what I what I hear is like you can grind up to a point, and then you can buy the ability to grind more. Hey guys, guys, Christ. can you hear that? It's a bunch of whale lords in the distance, <laughs> <laughs> just sounding off at this the the note of Fucking this game. Cr- what sound does a whale lord make? It's a little like critical. That's, <laughs> critical. That, that's all I know. I was watching a stream of his, and he spent like two hundred and fifty dollars. As as an FGO player, that's uh, that's. Fucking pennies. Yeah, I mean, but cr- Critical already spends like thousands on Pokemon cards. Critical yeah, still, makes more money yeah. on the video or the stream than he spends in yeah, said mm-hmm. exactly. stream. So he can afford it. But no, it's like soup. It's really pay to win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the game is fun. Cool. Like it's the same as a normal MOBA. There's three lanes, five player teams, two top, two bottom, one jungler. But it's um ten minute minimum. Wait, like once what? it reaches, once the game who, hits ten minutes, it's over. Who is the best jungler? I I I didn't look up anything. Okay. I was okay. like, I don't. I, I know I'm not going to be playing this game for longer than a week, so I'm just going to play a bunch of Pikachu. Pikachu. <laughs> so, how how? It's not based on kills or destroying towers or anything like other mobas. You kill neutral Pokemon around the map mm-hmm. that give you points. And where ta- no, I've seen Zapdos on there. Yeah, I know, but that's something different. Oh, okay. So you kill like basic Pokemon around the map. They give you points, and where like towers would normally be in other mobas, you have to go there mm-hmm. and deliver the points there. So, real quick, I looked up an article, DoteSports.com. They're saying Gengar, Garchomp, uh, Zeraora. I don't know that one. I have not. Zoraora, I don't know the, what that is. Yeah, are, are the best junglers. Well, Gengar is kind of busted right now. I can figure. I saw a thing on someone's stream where so he has a move Sludge Bomb. It poisons uh-huh. them, and he has another one where he teleports to them and deals of like a lot of damage. Oh boy! But the one where you teleport. Its cooldown is set back to zero if they're inflicted with a status ailment. Oh my God. So if you poison them, you can just spam it until they die. Hmm. <laughs> oh my God! It's like straight busted. You can't win in a one v one against Gengar. Oh my God! That is ridiculous. So yeah, they got to fix that. I mean, but it's Gengar. What will they I think fix it? he he he. <laughs> if all the Pokemon that should be allowed to be broken, it'd be Gengar. Yeah. Okay. So you are aware that Gengar is a weak bitch, right? I don't care. Okay. So back to it. Back <laughs> to it. You, you get the yeah, points but... and you deposit the points. You can't put points in if you're being attacked. So you have to like play offense, defense on that. At the end of the 10 minutes, whoever has deposited the most points wins. 
you have shit like Zapdos on the field where you are instantly given 20 like in your bank. But when you go to deposit, even if they're attacking you, it doesn't matter. You put them in instantly. So if you're holding 50 and you kill Zapdos, you can instantly bank them in their towers with no interference whatsoever. Okay. That's the basics of it. It's actually pretty fun. Cool. It sounds uh, competent. Yeah. Yeah. And... It's just basic enough to not be League. <laughs> but there is some a little bit of depth to it. That's cool. That's all I got this week. Damn. Oh, Chris. FGR. Okay. Chris. Chris. Right. Uh, so I have approximately four things to discuss. Oh, yes. um, so let's 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 start with the first one. Uh, Adrian, for the past couple of weeks, you've been talking about Superstore. I watched the, the first season of Superstore. Mm-hmm. Solid. Yeah, I like it. It's a fun time. Yeah, it's a great time. It's it's it, it's a hundred percent my background show right now. Yeah, that, that's while I'm how doing other that. shit, Superstore is on in the background. Mm -hmm. it, it's good. Like, yep. and it deals with a lot of like heavy stuff, but it does it in a way that doesn't make the show it's heavy. It's not fucking preachy as shit. Like yeah, some shows no. be. Mm. It, it like it has it has a very clear like uh, sort of punching up humor to it. Yeah. Which, which is the humor I like, mm -hmm. but it doesn't like dwell too long on an issue and it still makes fun of like, I would say a lot of performative like activists too. Yeah. Jonah, namely. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking asshole. <laughs> I love him. I love him. <laughs> But this, this, that's like your reaction to every character. It's just fucking asshole. I love him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, uh, it's genuinely, it's a, it's a fun time. Yeah. It's a, it's a great show to just have on mm -hmm. while you're existing. Yeah. Whether you're watching it or not. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. So I are have... you saying the characters are just assholes to each other? Yeah. In the oh, show? yes. Because I can say that's pretty accurate to Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I had one interaction with a old coworker, not there anymore, where we were like making fun of each other, you know, bitch, asshole, all that kind of stuff. And a manager walked by and he's like, what the fuck is going on? And I'm like, nothing. That's just how we do. <laughs> yeah. That's just how we do. No, like it's 100% like, a, a workplace comedy. That I used to mm -hmm. be like OGP back where I work. It was like, we shit talk all day. That's what we do. Have. Has any of your coworkers um, pretended to be dating one of the district managers no. for clout? No. Well, that oh. happens in the show. <laughs> that would backfire oh. quickly. Yeah, but literally, uh, somebody in the show is dating like one of the the district managers, and uh, he's trying to cover it up. But in order to cover it up, he like makes up a lie that says, oh, Sandra's dating him. And then Sandra's like, yes, yes, I am. And then she constructs and in, for several episodes, she sends herself flowers. She sends herself a, like a, a, a horse and buggy carriage. All oh, my from, God. All from this district manager. <laughs> <laughs> and Mateo, the guy who's dating Jeff, that the district manager, is jealous of a relationship that doesn't exist. <laughs> so this is the way. This is the way. The while we're way. while we're talking about stuff we all watched, mm -hmm. Resident Evil. Oh God! Unlimited that point, that wasn't Evil. The next one on my. I was list. about to say. 
That was the next one on my list. Mm -hmm. Never ending darkness. Infinite, <laughs> infinite <laughs> darkness. I can't remember. Okay? It's infinite darkness. Infinite darkness. Yeah. Unlimited evil. As <laughs> Levi said. It should have been unlimited evil. evil. It should. <laughs> it really should. It should have been unlimited fear. Terror. Because <laughs> holy shit was that show bad. It was, uh -oh. it was. It's a fucking atrocious. Hey guys. What happens when you spread fear? Terror. Oh, God. Terror. It creates terror. Jason! Guys, did you know that Jason! If, you, if you if you create fear, it makes terror, did you know? So did you know that people die when they are killed? <laughs> tell us, Chris. Tell us, Chris. I need to I I'm gonna get my words out first. You go for it. Because I've watched this twice. Yep. Mm -hmm. I watched it, it I watched it the first time alone. Because I couldn't help myself. I needed to know immediately. Mm -hmm. And then I watched it again with you two last night. Mm -hmm. We all three of us can agree. The one scene yeah. worth watching is in the first episode. It is a five second scene of Leon being John Wick. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's it's the best scene. It's because they have to show Leon is the badass. Yeah. Yep. Who knows what he's doing? Mm -hmm. All right. So let's get into some some details. This show takes place in between Resident Evil Four and Five. Um. And uh, let's talk about pacing. Boys, how's the pacing? Amenistan. What was the name of the place? Panamstan. Panamstan. Yeah. The pacing. We're in the future. Uh-huh. And then we go back to the past. And then while we're in the past, we go back to the present. And then we go back to the past. And then we go back to the future. Uh, yep. That it happens like six times an episode. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I do enjoy Chrono Trigger. <laughs> no, it's worse. No. It's 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 like Chrono Trigger's great. That's why it's worse. No, 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 Hador, I'm going to tell you exactly what it's like. No, it's no, like no, I'm, you... a, I'm aware it's bad. No, 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 no. no. Hador, and listen to my explanation. Okay. <laughs> it's like if you took, uh, if you put a full Let's Play of, Ra of Radiant Historia on, and then set the, 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 the time, or the, the speed, to 400 times speed. It's that level of time travel. It's happening every 30 seconds. There's a fucking cut and you don't know why. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's it's the worst oh. pacing. Yep. Just it, people killing people for no apparent reason. Mm -hmm. Like just there's there's a scene where Leon is talking to Jason and so infuriating because Jason's like there's a conspiracy in the in the US government we're trying to reveal it and this doesn't seem like a Leon thing to do, but Leon goes full bootlicker and is like, no, I'm going to court-martial you. I don't care. I don't care about there being a conspiracy and despite he, being like a detective. And then he who, just shoots him in the chest. Yeah, yeah, and he just shoots Jake, like Jason in the chest. And then, like, uh, what was it? Two episodes or maybe one episode later? Yeah. It gets, ex the conspiracy gets explained to him and he's like, how could they? Yeah. No, like, it's literally, like, Leon, if you had listened for 30 seconds, you <laughs> wouldn't have had to shoot the man. And think about like, Leon at this point knows the corruption of the US government because of Raccoon City, right? right? 
he he would be on Jason's side, but no, for some reason he's like fuck Jason, and then his partner explains it to uh, Leon, and then suddenly he's understanding, and Jason's partner is not at all mad at Leon for killing Jason. It's yeah. it, it's like Leon, if you had listened for thirty seconds, thirty seconds before you just fucking shot the man, yeah, it would have worked out. Yeah, so I do want to point out, uh, like. Canonically, Leon wouldn't have had any reason to suspect the U.S. government at that point, because uh, during the Raccoon City incident, Umbrella was not known to be a government subsidiary thing. Mm -hmm. That wasn't a thing. Um, And he has spent his entire like the past eight years of his life serving directly under the president of the United States under the secret service. I am I'm less arguing that point. Yeah. And more just listen for 30 seconds. Uh, yeah. Leon's not good at that. Fuck Leon. <laughs> I don't care. The only person he will oh, ever you want to talk ever again in his entire life is Sergeant Marvin Brennall, and he's fucking dead. <laughs> so, do we want to talk about the character who has done the most dirty? Claire Redfield? Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you mean the Claire Redfield? Uh-huh. One of the two heroes of the Raccoon City incident in Resident Evil 2, because Resident Evil 3's uh, heroes were not known to be there until, you know, whatever. But mm-hmm. fucking... What did they do to her? What did they do to my Claire? Damsel in distress. Damsel in distress. Fuck you. I don't even care about this franchise. Fuck you. Leon, you have to save Claire. You have to continue the Redfield bloodline. She saved herself. But then still didn't do anything. Yep. Like, like she literally saved herself and then just stood there. Yep. Until Leon did the thing. Yeah. I, I, I... Levi said something I think is really fitting is the the whole series feels like the events that took place, but told from the perspective of Leon with like a big ego and making him out himself yeah. out to yeah, be the like, I was ego, so cool. The and the ego then... they gave Leon is not real. Not, it's not a part of Leon's <laughs> yeah. character at all. Yeah. 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 It felt like Leon telling the story after it happened, going, haha, I was so cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, I don't know why they thought any of this was. We can talk one positive, though. Mm-hmm. That movie looked fucking good. That was some CG. Series, yeah. It was a four episode series, Levi, but it felt like a movie. Did I say movie? <laughs> yeah. Yep. It may as well have been a movie. Yep. It felt like. It felt like Beyond Two Souls. There, there were in scenes the way that it was so convoluted. There were several scenes in the movie where I would have believed it was real life. Yeah, no, like, like it the, looks... the animation was really solid, and except for a couple so, parts, like the main big boss at the end, he looks so like shit. He, hear me out on this. Uh huh. The movie would have been better, at least more enjoyable, not because it's good, but more enjoyable. David Cage made it. No, 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 <laughs> no. It'd be horrible. No, nope. but it'd be laughable. At least this was written. I mean, was it compared to a David Cage game? Okay, well, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, no. So, uh, I think the three of us can come to a mutual agreement. Yeah. And we did last night. We all pretty much gave it a three out of ten. Yeah. 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 It's really fucking bad. Two of those points goes towards the CGI team. One point it, to that Leon uh, being John cool Wixon. for five seconds. Yeah, like, <laughs> te- it's technically done really well. Yeah. yeah. 
or maybe take off a point for the end monster. So big bad Resident Evil monster, I'm gonna transform and have a weak point. Yeah, as Chris pointed out while we were watching, he was animated at like 15 frames a second. Yeah, so they animated the the big boss enemy at 24 frames per second, like an anime. Mm-hmm. But the rest of it is at 60 frames per second, so he just looked like shit. Yep. Not to mention, I'm so mad. He had a beating heart at the center of his chest, and it wasn't touched once. Really? Yeah, they literally, literally, the entire time, whenever he, uh, 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 the monster's like running around and stuff, you can hear the, you can hear the, you heartbeat, can hear the heartbeat. But they do nothing with they it. They do nothing with it. The giant glowing weak point on the enemy that you're supposed to hit to kill the enemy, and you don't hit it. You and, just uh, do some stupid bullshit Im- and drop him in a vat of acid. Yeah, in imagine- the most anticlimactic way of all fucking time. It was laughable yeah. how anticlimactic it was because they built it up trying to make it climatic, but then uh, once uh, the monster like guy realized, oh, I'm about to fall into this big vat of acid, they cut all music and sound, and it just was a really awkward fall in silence no. into the vat of acid. Like it felt like we were almost supposed to feel like empathetic towards him, <laughs> but it was nothing. And then he looked like claymation. Yeah. yeah. Imagine how much cooler it would have been if the monster guy was like smashing stuff around and was like throwing Leon around and stuff. And Claire was like, you know, trying to get like some like, I don't know, harpoon ready or something. Some something that could spear the want to know the worst part yeah. about this. Mm-hmm. The possibility of a season two. Oh, yeah. yeah. It 100 percent leaves off on. Oh, no. Leon's got to stop this himself. The general lived. Oh, the yeah. bad man. Yep. Guess, guess, guess what Leon does. Uh, he's Claire gives him... Um, she's worked really hard to like put no. together the evidence of the conspiracy. Yeah, right? and, and Shen Mei gives him the, 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 the chip with yeah. the evidence on it. And Claire's like, so did you get the chip that we've been looking for for this entire series? Yeah, I got it. Can I have it? No. What? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to cover up this government conspiracy. He covers it up. He doesn't do anything. There's no explanation. They literally have the No, chain. the explanation is he has to stop it himself with his own two hands. Oh like a real American God. hero. Because like that's what Leon God. S. Kennedy's Secret Service does. <laughs> bullshit. That's not Leon. No, it's There's not. no... That's not Leon. Oh Leon God. is a little baby golden retriever boy. Yeah. Literally. Literally. <laughs> Himbo. <laughs> yeah, Himbo. Really, though, really though. That's what that's what it is. He he was he in Resident Evil 2, he's a little baby golden retriever boy. And then in Infinite in Resident Evil 4, he's like, you know, he, he's a secret agent man. No, he's in Resident Evil 4, he's he's, right. he's a secret agent German yeah. Shepherd. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. And secret and now and now he's just like Asshole. a fucking shitty. President Shih Tzu lapdog. President Shih Tzu. That's all he is. Yeah. yeah. It's the worst. Yeah, it's awful. They cucked Leon. Also, the 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 main villain dude who I didn't really feel like a villain. Um he, he had every reason to be the fucking hero of the series. Yeah, every reason. But for whatever reason, they, they made him out to be the villain because he just kept repeating fear leads to terror. Fear leads the to first terror. time he said it, it was sick, like a Vos Montenegro fucking yeah, it was like cool. sick villain line. 
but then they just repeated it seven times in the next. We have episodes. one good line, yeah. but this character has many. It was. It what was do we do? An integral part. Such an integral part to the show that the opening scene before they show the tile card, they just have like a map of the Panam stand, which is just Latino oh, it, Middle Eastern it's country. Yeah, it's literally like a fusion <laughs> of like Cuba and and insert Middle Eastern country. Yeah, here. remember shoot brown people. That's yeah, that's literally what it was. <laughs> and uh they just made up a brown people com uh country to like be corruption in. Yeah. Um and the uh, they show a map of Pinamstan, and then they write out fear, and then it points to the word circled terror. <laughs> <That's so bad. laughs> that was oh. it. Don't forget, so right at the end, Chris, uh -huh. the mold. Oh my god, the mold, really? The mold magic. The mold shows up like what fifteen years early. Yeah, yeah. in episode three, uh, there's a character who is literally like. Being consumed by the mold from Resident Evil Seven, mm -hmm. a virus that doesn't even exist was not developed by the Umbrella Corporation for at least another ten to fifteen years. Why? Why? Wh who? They did not do their research, did they? Hell like, no, they didn't. <laughs> Hell no, they didn't. No. Nope. So here's what I'm gonna say. You know what would have made this series better? Hmm. If Leon and Claire weren't in it. Oh, and it yeah. was just about Jason and Shen Mei. Two new characters to the series doing their own cool thing. I would completely agree. That would have been sick. Thing, guys. I'll be right back. Yeah. yeah. That would have been cool. Literally, if it focused on Shen Mei and Jason. Yeah, yeah. The, and if it was written a little bit better. Yeah. yeah be so much better. Yeah. They, they, but they, you know, they had to put like, Claire and Leon in there because Resident Evil 2 Remake was such a fucking hit, man. Yeah. It's so good. It really was. Okay, we can move past it. Yeah. We've, yeah, we've aired our grievances. Yep. Three out of ten. Three out yeah. of ten. All right. And because of that, Chris, what do I have to watch now? The Resident Evil movies. All right, so really quick, uh, apparently I have to leave earlier than I thought I did. So whenever you guys are done with, uh, uh, with this, uh, I'm just going to do my quick sec section and then probably get off right away. Okay. 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 Yeah. So I will be what I will. What I'm gonna try to do is watch like one Resident Evil movie a week. Okay. For the podcast. All right. <laughs> All right. So I'll be back next week after watching Resident Evil the movie. Yep. All right. Cool. So, do we want to let Hedar take over real quick? Yeah. Because the next two things I have to talk about are gonna take me. Go away. ahead. All right. So the reason why I wasn't here last week is because I went to fucking Miami. Let's fucking go. Hey. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, fucking. Uh, which is a good thing because I was gonna go to a tournament otherwise. Uh, and then uh, after I came back from Miami, I found out that uh somebody had COVID at the tournament. <laughs> so uh, I dodged that bullet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fucking. Um, I started a new manga by uh the assistant to uh the My Hero guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, called um Hunter's Guild Red Hood, which is basically if you just make. Oh, if is that you, uh, the? Is that the one with the buff Red Riding Hood? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I read like two chapters. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty fun so far. There's like four chapters. Chapter five should come out this week. So uh, you know, good shit. Looking forward to more shit of that. Honestly, it's really nice. If I had to explain it, having read two chapters, it's Red Riding Hood, 
crossed with like berserk. That's huh. hype. Yeah. Fucks with it. It's pretty fun. Uh, fucking what? What else? Uh, I don't think I watched anything. Uh, oh, fucking Greatest Attorney came out. Greatest oh, yeah. Attorney Chronicles. Oh, yeah. yeah. So two fucking Ace Attorney games that we never got outside of Investigations Two, which I heard wasn't that good anyway. So so I'm not really you know crying mm-hmm. over it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we finally got that shit, uh, which is fun because as I believe I mentioned when that shit got announced, they just aren't bothering to translate the names. They're like, no, they're Japanese. Fuck it. They're literally leaving Japan and are wearing kimonos and shit, going to great, to London to to talk to Harlock Sholmes. Harlock Sholmes. This isn't the first time that the uh, that Sherlock Holmes has been named Harlock Sholmes. By the way, the fucking guy who wrote Lupin, uh, like yeah, you know, the original Lupin, not the fucking anime. Yeah, uh, did like a, like a crossover thing, but like without um, uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's uh, like approval. So, but it was already printed and shit. So, like, in future showings of the character and also in the reprints, they just renamed him Herlock Sholmes. It was great. <laughs> uh, I've gotten through the first two chapters of the first game so far. Chapter one, like the tutorial fucking chapter for the first game, took me five hours. I started it like at like ten something, and then I had to go to work when I finished. I closed long, that day. How long is like a normal case in these games? Uh, anywhere uh, between like one or two hours. Okay. I mean that's if, er, that's like the earlier games. The newer yeah, games are a yeah. little longer, but five hours for case one is a lot. Yeah. Yep. They have not been this long before. Damn. Yeah, it's, that's like uh, the so, equivalent of your two-hour Persona Four prologue. Yeah, like, <laughs> so, yeah, like, I, could, like I could finish probably like uh, case one and case two of the first uh, Ace Attorney game within the time it takes me to uh, to do like the starting uh, case for a Greatest Attorney one, and I'd probably be able to like start case three maybe if I would like really rush through case two. Yeah. So, uh, what's your opinions on it so far? Uh, it is fucking fun. I am very much enjoying it. Um, uh, Ryanosuke, the uh, protagonist, is a... He's very much the the ancestor of Phoenix. Like, <laughs> he he feels like... He's his own character, but, like, it's he still, like, has that same kind of humor of, like, the world just shits on him constantly. But, like, <laughs> he just kind of takes it kind of half in stride and shit. He's a little more, like, upstart... Uh, not upstart, like, a little more, like, wound up tight a little bit because like unlike phoenix he didn't like practice to be a lawyer and shit he just the the destiny was thrust upon this man <laughs> uh and then uh in case two we get introduced to herlock and herlock is just a fun character honestly like is it you know how you you, hmm? you think it's yeah. like jojo rules where all of them are going to be a lawyer at some point everyone in that family tree I mean the like <laughs> case one uh like had the fucking um like uh Winston Payne's ancestor and shit and like he at some point he was like th- he was like this is a disgrace to the Auchi clan because like that's like the the name the last name in Japan so fucking uh, <laughs> Auchi so, yeah no the entire the, the puns that's the thing that started with the original Japanese we've been having puns since the beginning oh, don't worry good. about it. Uh, so fucking like Rinosuke's friend is just like he's just like uh uh the the Auchi clan will never t- like have it. I don't fucking remember how he fucking ordered it, but basically like set up a fucking blood feud between the Auchi clan and the Naruhodo clan, which is hilarious because fucking Phoenix keeps having to fight against Winston Pain. 
Ed Winston's yeah. brother in one game. <laughs> yeah, yep. so like, yeah, just a whole ass family feud got started in like the 1800s because fucking law. Yeah, and once again, has remained law this entire time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it, it is very, these are very fun games. Uh, it is very much like a modern Ace Attorney game. And uh, as like the sheer amount of time put in, like attests yeah. to. Like, again, case one was three parts. Mm-hmm. There's no investigation section, it's just three parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm definitely going to be picking that up this weekend because it is I on have Steam as well. So like if you're if you're a fan of these kinds of the, these kinds of games, so Ace Attorney and uh, Danganronpa, I highly suggest it. Yeah, I I, I just I just went through the Ace Attorney trilogy on Steam as well as you know playing games like Danganronpa uh, uh, and the Zero Escape series and uh, I the Somnium Files. Uh, I need another one, so there <laughs> we fucking go. There's my another one. Yep. <laughs> it, it is filling this niche for me excellently i like i don't know how good the game is going to be overall yet because obviously I've only, I've only just finished case two today i've done a case a day since i got it outside of like the first day because i didn't i didn't want to like sit down for like an for like half an hour and then have to leave already uh but like i am very much enjoying myself and there's i believe five cases for the first game which lines up with the rest of the games having about five to six cases each okay yes yeah, it is Good. I suggest it. I'm enjoying myself. Uh, I will give you all my uh, final uh, thoughts on it when I finish it, probably this week. Okay, at least, cool. At least the first game, anyway. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Uh, I'm not gonna talk about fate this week because I should pro- because I need to get like ready and I don't know when I need to like, get out the door. But uh, between now and next week, let me know which uh, new night of the round table answer you want me to talk about. Fairy Knight can... Lancelot or Percival? I will let you guys decide over the week. Ooh, okay. Gotcha. Cool. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, goodbye, everybody. Uh, one of you guys is gonna have to put the. I fuck. I finally put something in the news docket, and then I can't <laughs> say it. I'll say it anyway. Fuck you. Yeah. Just do it now. It's yeah, I'll news. do it now. Uh, Mega Man has sold. Like the franchise has sold one million units since last fucking year, hitting thirty-seven million. And I believe being the fourth best-selling Capcom t- uh, franchise, uh, yeah. just over uh, Street Fighter, I believe. No, just over um, uh, Devil May Cry, but just under Street Fighter. Damn. What's two and one? Resident Evil Monster Hunter. Yes. Okay. Oh, yep. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, That's I believe Capcom. Dead Rising. I think it's fifth. It's uh, you'll you'll have like the numbers for I believe the top five right there in the uh, in, in the, the article. Okay, yeah, cool. Cool, cool. Right. But yeah, so I'm going to head off now, guys. I will see you all next... I will talk to you all next week. By the way, the sixth anniversary for FGO is happening in like two days, so you'll be hearing me talk about that shit next oh, week. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and see I, ya. See ya. Bye, have a good time. Goodbye. Uh, okay, Chris? All right, back to it, huh? Mm-hmm. Um... I watched one more thing before we get into talking about my big nerd spiel of the week. Okay. Um, I watched an anime movie on Netflix because I renewed my Netflix subscription uh, to watch something that I forgot to watch because I fucking watched this instead. Um, it's an animated film uh, called Words Bubble Up Like Soda Pop. Okay. It warmed my little heart. <laughs> um, okay. 
So let me uh, give a brief synopsis. Boy and girl, right? Boy is a loner. He has sensory issues. He keeps his headphones on so that he doesn't have to deal with the, the noise of the outside world. And he's very bad at speaking his mind about literally anything. So he just writes haikus. Hmm. He has a little uh, haiku dictionary in his phone case. And then he types out his haikus and puts them up on his Twitter account with three followers, his mom, his dad, and his alt. Right. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so it, that that's just, that's, that's him. That's who he is. And then there's girl. She is a, uh, like a internet Twitter idol. You know, she does her little Twitter live streams. Um, and uh, she has a complex about her buck teeth. Because she has buck teeth and she has braces trying to, to remedy that, but it's taking a long ass time. So she constantly wears a face mask to cover it up. Um, but, you know, she still has a following, so she has to keep up her, her cheeriness, even though she's, this complex is really eating her up on the inside. All right. And it's just a hour and a half long film of... Beautifully animated, absolutely gorgeous. Lots of vivid, bright colors. Um, really clean animation, while also being a little bit jagged. Uh, it's it's it, it looks great. Uh, the soundtrack is phenomenal. Um, but the the really important part of it is it's just a short summer romance type thing. Huh. Between these two characters, um, they meet in August, or no, they meet in June on the 11th of June, I think. The only reason I know that is because it's that's a plot point. Right. Um, they meet in June, and he move, he's moving in August, he's moving away from the town in August, right? So it, it pretty much all centers around this mall that used to be a record printing plant. And about halfway through the movie, you know, they, they, they get to know each other for the first half of the movie. And then at the second half of the movie, uh, she joins him at his workplace, which is inside the mall. It's like a, it's like a, like an old folks daycare type, type deal. Right. Uh -huh. Um, and, uh, so they're, they're taking care of the old people and then they go out into the mall and they, you know, they do little scavenger hunts and like there's haiku classes and they mm. all have fun and stuff like that. And then there's this one really old man. Um, he's kind of cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, you know, he's a little <laughs> old and crazy. Uh -huh. yeah. uh, but every day he carries around a record sleeve. And he's desperately looking for this record because he wants to listen to it one more time before he dies. Um, and Halfway through the movie, the whole sh thing becomes we have to help this poor old man find this record because as they find out, it was uh, his his wife who sang the record. Oh. Um, and he just wants to hear his wife's voice one more time before he dies because she died after their daughter was born. Heartbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> and so they find the record. And then, you know, blah, 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 blah. 
that's the whole second half of the movie. I'm not going to get too into detail about that because it it's worth watching. Mm-hmm. Um, but the ending is one of the strongest, like r- romantic anime movie endings I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. It's just so fucking wholesome yeah and heartwarming and the the it's it's set at a festival and there's a, the song and it's it's fucking crazy haikus are involved so poetry is sick it it watch it i'm done talking about it okay just watch it i'm done awesome <laughs> it i'm going to watch it like six more times <laughs> i guarantee it it's probably going to be up there in my top five or ten anime movies because it's it's Mm -hmm. it's a special one to me it it it's up there with mirai for me adrian knows what that means yeah i was gonna say it's that that level of i felt that Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) and i really like it um but yeah words bubble up like soda pop recommend it to anyone with netflix it's good (laughs) okay And the last thing I want to talk about, uh, I mentioned last week that I got into the retro gaming handheld rabbit hole. I fell deep. Um, Mm -hmm. I had received the unit last week uh, when, but I hadn't had the time to set it up or anything like that. I've had about a week of time now to spend with it and really get used to using it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Levi and Adrian have had uh, had the chance to fiddle around with the buttons and feel how how the unit itself feels, mm-hmm. um, and kind of see what the UI looks like and yep. some of the features. Uh, it feels really good. Mm-hmm. It uh, one of one of our server members, Skyler, he went out and bought one himself because he's like, "Yeah, that's hype. I want that." Yeah, like it's. It's a really, really solid device. And uh, my I, second one is on its way. It'll be mm-hmm. here Monday. <laughs> I did like that feature on uh, this device. Uh, since it has like several games on it, um, you can have like that screensaver for it. Yep. Where it just like cycles through footage of each game uh, one after the other. But like during that screensaver, you can like select a certain game yeah. that's playing and then just it starts playing that game. Yeah, so it'll it'll randomly cycle through the game's uh, little preview videos, and if you see one that you want to play, just hit the start button. It boots that game up automatically from the screensaver. Yeah, and that's one of the sickest features. And that's that's because of the custom firmware that I have installed into it, which is a whole other side of this fucking hobby that I'm not going to get into. None <laughs> of you fucking care yeah. until you get one in your hands and own it and need my help to set that shit up. Right. None of you give a fuck about that. Right. So, but. Retro handheld consoles are really, really cool. Like, there's a few other ones that I want to get. Um, and I know I'm just going to play the same five games on all of them, even <laughs> though I have hundreds of games installed, right? Mm-hmm. But it, there's just something about, like, I could put anything up to playstation one maybe some light n64 on that oh that's hype and it'll work 
just fine. Yeah, but I know me and you, Chris, agree. It's all about the Game Boy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Same. I agree. Um, Game Boy, like Game Boy and Super Nintendo are really my my selling points. Yeah. Super Nintendo, like you got all the Final Fantasy you want. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, and like hell, even PS One, that's where Final Fantasy ended. <laughs> <laughs> you know, after Final Fantasy Nine, what really counts? What really counts? Exactly. Um, I mean, 14 if you're an MMO player. That's yeah, but that's not Final Fantasy. That's not Final Fantasy. Um, but, yeah, no. Like, everything's right there yep. in your pocket. And, like, there, I have another one coming that's in the Game Boy Advance SP clamshell style. Yes. And, uh, like I said, that'll be here Monday. Same thing. Can play up to PS1 flawlessly. Let's see. Right? And there's there's another one that I was looking at. I showed Levi a video of it earlier. Yep. It's it's a fucking little keychain. It's a tiny little tiny yep. tiny little keychain. So the one thing Same thing up to PS1 flawlessly. The one thing that will sell one of these to me, to be completely honest, is if it, one of them can play the Bloodborne remake. The Bloodborne game that person's working well, on to with what does PS- that PS1 graphics. What does it run on? I'm not sure. That's why I'm like, if if one of these can run that game, what, I would be all is over it, it. Also, is it a remake? Like, built from the ground up? Built from the ground up. Okay, because I wasn't sure if they just were putting so, textures over it. Alright, I'll hit you with this. Yeah. That's not a question of the device. The device can play that. Okay. That's not a problem. The problem it would be someone would have to port that to the device. Because these devices yeah. accept ports. Like, um, the, the firmware I have on there, I can download, like, Cave Story mm-hmm. on it Hi. directly. Port it. That's, it's, it's not a ROM mm-hmm. for, for a console because it's, it's its own standalone game for the PC. I can download the port of Cave Story onto that. There's another firmware that comes preloaded with fucking Shovel Knight. Oh, hell yeah. Like, (laughs) these devices are strong enough to do that. So it's not a question of if it can. It's a question of when will someone who actually gives a fuck about whatever the fuck you're talking about put it on there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because these are entirely built on community support. The, 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 The Chinese company that makes these devices makes them. And then it's up to us to make them go. It's like the modding community. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. Yep. And so it's it if you want to find that game and port it and make it work on 351 elect on on the I, fucking I might RG, just do that. RG351P <laughs> if you want to find that and make that work cuz you can make that work cuz I know I'm going to play that remake uh, when it comes out on PC but to feel it on like a handheld would be just such an experience. And honestly, you know yeah. with how Deep, the the yeah. retro because I have gotten deep. <laughs> I yeah. went into the subreddit. Oh boy, oh. those motherfuckers! <laughs> those motherfuckers they, are tra- they are trying to figure out how to get a fucking uh Fallout Four remake to work on these. Oh things. my god! Oh, yes. Well, okay, question. Uh-huh. GameCube. That's that. That's a way out. Okay. Uh, so Dolphin emulators. Handheld emulators exist, but that's that's a four hundred dollar. Yeah, I figured it would be pricey as shit. Yeah, that at that point just mod a switch. Yeah, like that's not 
that's that's not within our realm of but for for this you want to stay anything under two hundred dollars is yep. where you want to stay because once you get to two hundred dollars you're you're competing with like an Nvidia Shield or mm -hmm. a, a Switch mm -hmm. and at that point just get one of those two right um like but right here where we're at for retro gaming mm -hmm. that this is where you want to be ps2 okay. handheld emulators have begun to pop up but they're also sitting at like that 250 to 300 price range yeah um so you know but but oh, like this year it there are rumors like this this is the 351 series right yeah uh, the 552 series is rumored uh, to be releasing sometime this year. And supposedly that one's going to take, because uh, Levi saw some of the videos yep. that uh, N64 and Dreamcast, they struggle a little bit. They do. Because those consoles are pretty tough. Even on high-end PCs, they can be hard to, to properly uh, emulate. And that's why um, I own those systems. Exactly. Emoji. <laughs> But the, these chipsets that are coming out uh, in, within the next generation of these handhelds are probably going to be able to handle that N64 and Dreamcast and PSP, um, mm -hmm. you know, maybe even some light PS2 emulation pretty fucking solidly. I'd lose my mind over some PS2 emulation. Once we get PS2 emulation on a pocket-sized handheld, yeah, that's, that's when gaming has hit its retro gaming has hit it yeah. shout out yeah, to the honestly. people keeping these old games alive yeah, yeah. honestly because like all, every game i have on that thing i have like mm -hmm. 400 games on that right now yep every game i have on that thing you cannot buy yeah no cannot buy did uh, you hear about the mario being sold unopened for about a million dollars yep oh no Mar mario 64 um, so yeah, uh, Mario a copy of Mario sixty four sold for like nine hundred and eighty thousand dollars, and then a week later, another sealed copy sold for one million two hundred and forty three thousand dollars. I have two copies that are I can just play. <laughs> <laughs> so slight tangent. Um, I'm not gonna. It's not too much, but it was pretty cool. I saw this video from this uh, one like developer. He's working in the original Doom engine to make mm -hmm. a game. Yeah. Which I thought was really cool. Uh, that's but, another thing yeah. a lot of these do. Yeah. Um, a lot of those ports that I was talking about, mm -hmm. they're uh, Doom hacks. Yeah. And yeah. it Doom hacks are sick. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, no. The, this hobby, this, this tech nerd bullshit that I've gotten myself <laughs> into... Uh, while there's a lot of stuff that I'm really into that I'm not going to bring up for you guys on the podcast because none of you fucking care about that. You right. just care about the game uh -huh. and care how game. the fun game go. Yep. Right. You might care like about how the thing feels to use in your hand, but you don't care about the in-depth software and firmware stuff. Right. But that's the shit I really care about. <laughs> so like, like that's the type of shit that I, I will extend this hand. Anyone who joins the Discord server may reach out to me and discuss this shit with me through Discord threads, because that's a thing now. I know, um, I saw that in the Discord threads. Um, and uh, yeah, so I'm just really in deep on this stuff, and yeah. it's so cool to me, uh, to the point where my last little final thingy that I want to talk about 
this week is um, one of these that has been uh, released to the public recently. It's not really one of these. It's um, it's called the Nibble. The Nibble is a uh, it's an educational DIY game console. Um, it comes in in a in a package. You get the circuit board, you get uh, the, the 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 case, you get the um, you get a soldering iron and a stand for the soldering iron. You get a, a sponge for wiping the soldering iron. You get the wire. You get all the screwdrivers, you get all the tools and all the parts of the console. You assemble it yourself. You um, program it yourself. And you develop games for it yourself. That's pretty sick. I'm it's looking at it now. sick, but at the same time, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's the shit I want. That's the shit I'm into. Because that's the shit I care about. I, like, I'm into it, The though. deep tech... Deep tech is what what has always interested yeah. me more. Like I, I couldn't like care less about uh, the the consoles nowadays because uh -huh. yeah. they're just small PCs. Mm -hmm. I know what's in that because it's the same as what's in that, just smaller, more compact. Yep. But learning about <laughs> barely more compact. Jesus yeah, but, Christ. But learning about how to make something that small mm -hmm. do stuff that was impossible five years ago uh -huh. is fucking insane to me um so yeah i'm probably gonna end up picking up one of those uh one of those nibble diy kits and fucking around with that because that's something i saw being advertised to me because of my new hobby <laughs> that i picked up and you know google be like hey 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 you like this thing right um and uh yeah so i'm gonna be picking up one of those um i'm also probably gonna be modding that thing over there at some point mm -hmm. because there's a lot of cool yeah tech modding bullshit to be honest that, that nibble like diy hand console build your own game stuff that shit i love to see mm -hmm. not because i would particular get into it i got too much shit on my plate already but it's cool to think about that there's stuff because uh, it said like ages nine and up. Yeah. You know, like that's something that kids get in can get into um, at an early age. And I'm just saying we need more indie developers. And I would love to see like some young like kids like growing into teenagers and being like expert developers making some awesome fucking games, porting them to like, you know, itchy eye like itch.io itch.io yeah itch.io and like that shit's hype i love that shit yeah um and that's that's why i want to pick one up because even if i you know i put it together mm -hmm. like the the real incentive to me is, the to, making games. is no no not even because fuck that i've tried making games that shit's too hard it's <laughs> yeah I, I like the idea of game design and story writing for myself but I don't think I would ever be able to do the programming part just because I'm already so bad at learning languages. Yeah, learning a fucking yeah. digital tech language is bullshit. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> yeah no, I, I took coding in high school and I failed. Yeah, <laughs> it is something else. Um, programming. No, the, the, the reason I would end up picking that up mm -hmm. is to learn about the, the building part 
Because the one thing that's always kept me from really getting into like modding tech shit and everything is not having a soldering iron. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And shit like that. <laughs> that kit is $60. Mm-hmm. It comes with all of the tools you would need yep. to make something like that. And I would love to take all of those individual pieces, put them all together, use the soldering iron, get it to go, and turn it on, and it works. Yeah. Doing that would be enough for me, not to mention supporting the concept of yeah. educational technology like that. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Because that, that's the real incentive to me, is buying into the concept of mm-hmm. teaching people yeah. how to do stuff like that. Because we need that shit. Because the more of those units that get purchased, the more will be made and the more people yeah. will have access to that type yeah. of learning tool. Yeah, and public schools aren't doing enough shit in America. Hell the fuck no. Yeah, we need, we need, we need, I would, I hate that we need supplements like this, but we need supplements like this, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So I'm, I'm definitely going to be picking one of those up probably this weekend. Yeah. There's only about 47 units left, so I hope they don't all get fucking jacked by the time uh, (laughs) I get around to doing that. But I'm going to attempt to pick one of those up because retro handhelds are sick. And I'm super into that. Oh, yeah. And buying that and then having the tools that come with that, oh, I yeah. will be able to then mess with more bullshit Hi. on modding stuff like that. So, you know, I'm 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 in, I'm fully in on this hobby. Two years from now, Grim Cash is its own console uh, company. <laughs> okay. I have developed a new handheld. <laughs> awesome. Well, Adrian. Yeah. Ready to go? Sure. So okay. uh couple things um first of all i finished jujutsu kaisen and uh yeah what did you think it is sick as fuck it ended uh, it ended on i i can't remember the ending because it was kind of like sputtered out um but like the entire show was amazing like it is already uh i want to quite put at the level of how much i love uh demon slayer mm-hmm. um but it's close it's close it's pretty hype and i just love all the inner workings of the different like power mechanics of characters yep. and the world building of it all that's probably my favorite part characters are cool too um but I've... i really love just the dynamics between all like the fight scenes and i'd say i'm on the opposite spectrum on that really where i i what's really getting me through it is just the characters and their personalities yeah i I have to say like to be fair you and me read it yeah true yeah Mm -hmm. animes the 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 anime is gonna give you a different perspective on that yeah because the movement yeah well yeah it's also that and just that i i'm i might sound a little shitty here but i read and watched way more than you adrian well, yeah in terms of anime and manga of course and this kind of stuff like these power systems aren't really anything new to me yeah no. yeah but like a, sh- a shonen with like funny characters with some depth to them yeah is actually it's fun it's really well written yeah yeah which isn't something you get a lot in the shonen genre but that yeah. just that just goes to show that it's it's great for people of all levels of mm-hmm. weeb yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. I'm, I'm still like novice intermediate infant weeb yeah i wouldn't i've grown a no, bit from not infant, infant weeb no okay uh toddler, toddler, weeb. toddler? i don't know i what this not even bother that's 
they we're just getting to like gatekeeping now. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like the uh the characters in the show I do like a lot. Yeah. Um it to me, my favorite's dynamic is between Yuji and Toda. Of course it is. Why wouldn't it be? Yeah. It's the best. It is the best. <laughs> like Chris said last I think it was last week about the uh there's this one scene between where Yuji and Toda uh, Toto's always asking everyone, what is your taste in women? And Yuji gives the right answer to Toto. And he just goes into an immense fantasy of being mm-hmm. in a high school setting with Yuji. Toto like, is nervous about asking a girl out. And Yuji's like, I don't know if it's going to work. And Toto's like, no, it's going to work. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then he gets rejected. Then Yuji takes him out for a bite to eat. And it was super sweet and wholesome. It was entirely inside Toto's head. And now he's best friends with Yuji. <laughs> it's it, yeah no the the character his, development and but his answer was the best so oh yeah tall woman with a fat ass kind of like jennifer lawrence yeah, and toda <laughs> just starts crying <laughs> oh my fucking God. love did you uh, say jennifer so lawrence yeah yes. that's what tall? the guy said in the show yeah did literally say, said you... literally said jennifer lawrence yeah Not jennifer said. lopez no, no, no. Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, Jujutsu Kaisen's hype. Um, yeah. go watch it. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about, if I can remember. Oh yeah, not gonna talk too much about Battlefield One. I uh, started playing it. It's pretty cool. I mean, I've been playing the campaign. I haven't touched the multiplayer, but you know, campaigns. Um, stuff like that. It's cool. Um, fuck that flying as a messenger pigeon dove mission. <laughs> Took me forever to figure out you only control a flight with one stick. Um, but yeah, uh, beyond that, as of like an hour or two ago, I have some great news that's really only great to me and then of subtle interest to the rest of you. Uh, Solar Ash finally released a new trailer. The second project by Heart Machine, a.k.a. the creators of Hyperlight Drifter. And I am so happy we finally got another trailer. Yeah. It had a lot more gameplay in it. Um, It definitely is going to be an ambitious project by Heart Machine because it's three-dimensional. And not pixel 2D. But from the colors and the art direction, the music already in that trailer was top notch. I would imagine it's from De- Disaster Piece again. Um, but the gameplay looks really interesting. And the whole world is just a fucking trip. It is absolutely just psychedelic. <laughs> Okay, real quick, I was in the bathroom. Are we talking about that, like, Ash and Solar Heart? Solar Ash. Solar Ash, okay. Yeah. It used to be Solar Ash Kingdom, but then they shortened it to Solar Ash. But yeah, it's it's coming out in Oct- on October 26th. Huh. I hope it's good. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's definitely not going to be the same as Hyperlight Drifter. I don't know if it... I have no idea. I'm not getting my hopes up, because this feels like heart machine really struggled creatively for like the past year 
because they had a show planned for Hyperlight Drifter, and then they went like radio silent, and then Solar Ash Kingdom out Solar Ash. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, okay. I'm hoping for the best, but not getting too. That's hyped. that's the right attitude, my friend. Yep. Uh, was the other thing I wanted to talk about? I think it was the one I, one thing I wanted to talk about the most. I should have written it down. Um, it was not Resident Evil. So we already delved into that. Yes, we did. Um, uh, Lex, why don't you go while I try to think of it? Uh, okay. Well, um, for gaming, pretty much Terraria has been mostly of what I've been playing. But I actually did uh start to get back into Animal Crossing, um, just because. Uh, and I haven't been around it for a while, so I've been doing a little bit of that. But you know, it's your, were awesome. your villagers mad at you just for a not bit. being around? They were like, "You've been gone for nine months," and I was like, <laughs> "Sorry, sorry." <laughs> you got a little um, boring. Yeah, yeah. Um, but nah, that's okay. Um, another thing that I wanted to talk about though is I uh, started playing this game with my brother and sister-in-law, my husband called Crawl. I don't know if any of you have heard of that, uh, but it's like a dungeon crawler game where basically there's one person who's alive and everybody else who's playing plays as a wraith. And yes, your goal is I have to seen actually. this game. Your goal it is looked- to kill the person who's alive and take the body and win the game, basically. And it's uh, really competitive. It's really fun. Uh, it, it looks really fun. It is really fun. It's, uh, of course, pro- much better with friends, um, but it's a really fun game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so from that. what I can from what I saw, I think a couple years ago. So one person does the dungeon crawling and then the wraiths like take over monsters to fight as yeah, monsters, right? traps, um, and like objects you can throw them. Uh and you basically just try to be the first one to kill the dungeon crawler, and then you become the dungeon crawler, and then the goal is kind of to get to level 10 and get to the boss and defeat it, and then you win. Right. Okay, cool. Um but so not only can uh, you level up like and get new weapons and stuff as like the dungeon crawler, you get wrath points um, when you're a wraith. Uh-huh. So you can like level up your monsters and stuff like that. So it's a it's a really good time. I think it, uh, I think it'd be a really good game for us to play. Actually. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, it's really fun. I think we would have a fun time with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's definitely a little bit infuriating, <laughs> but I think it would definitely it would be a very entertaining uh, game to play. Um, and I've been playing uh, League of Legends. Uh, you know because I League, have. yeah, <laughs> yeah. League will be uh, League. Yeah. <laughs> um, and for movies and TV, me and my husband started watching Futurama again, so that is happening. Uh, and it's probably like the fifth time we've watched it this year. Maybe more. God damn. Sure. <laughs> we watch Futurama a lot. Uh, that's kind of like our background show when we don't really know what else to watch. Um, yeah. And we've been watching Marvel Runaways. Uh, I need to catch up on the first season again because we watched it, but it's been a while. And now apparently there's like three seasons. So I'm going to rewatch the first season, I think, um, or at least parts of it. Okay, or, yeah. Like, a synopsis. Um, But it's really good. I really like it. 
Uh, it's a really good watch. It's kind of like there are these kids and they all have these special powers and they figure out that their parents are part of this like secret society that's like killing people and sacrificing them basically so they run away um but it's called marvel's runaways so all these kids have like these special powers and they're trying to kind of figure out and understand why their parents are doing what they're doing are there any characters you would recognize from like the universe no. okay not me in particular possibly other people but i'm not sure because like it's not it's not anybody super recognizable that like anybody who you know what i mean anybody off the street's gonna be like oh that's marvel okay it's, uh nothing like that but it is a really good show um and i i uh i finally watched willie's wonderland <laughs> yes i forgot to talk about that last week um but yes, I did watch it. What a fucking great movie. It's so good, right? It. The way that the animatronics move is so fucking creepy. The like the like pixie elf one. Yeah, I don't like, like it at all. It that was, was it moved worst. so fast. Yeah, that one's definitely the worst, I think, for me at least. She was really fucking creepy. I did not like her at all. Um I uh, watched. I I did watch Sunny Boy, so I've watched what came out of that so far. It's really fucking good. Just like Chris said, very high recommend. Uh, it's it's just a good show. I like it. So that's yeah. on Hulu. Yes, yes, I can't okay. wait to see what happens. It's really really good. Uh, the voice acting is good. The animation style is really nice. I just really like it. It's a really good so far. So I'm excited to see it's how super interesting show. Yeah, on. right. I'm excited to see like why everything is the way that it is and how they figure how they're gonna figure it out. Um, yeah. I'm excited to see it. Maybe possibly get violent. Maybe because I feel like it, it feels like it's gonna get a little dingle rumpusy. Yeah, it does. right. It, it feels like it's gonna go it, there. It feels like it's gonna get dark, but at uh. At the same time, they kind of, um, all the students have kind of been uh, coming to the conclusion of, like, peace in yeah. the end, you know? Um, It'll be interesting to see where it goes for sure. Yeah, pretty often they kind of always end things with, like, a peaceful uh, resolution so far. So we'll see where that goes. Um, my husband had his birthday, so we celebrated that and went to the beach. Hey, Woo! happy birthday, Thomas. <laughs> yeah, happy birthday, Thomas. Uh, and he had a really good time. I had a really good time. It was a really, really good day, actually. Nothing bad happened, so it was a good day, and Levi took care of our pups. I'm going to bring a birthday gift there on was... his birthday to his birthday party for his birthday. Oh, yeah, for your birthday, uh, at your birthday party that your uh, birthday present is for, the birthday for the birthday? Happy party? birthday. birthday. <laughs> <laughs> there was only one problem with dog. Oh, no, what Just did they one. do? I left the bathroom door open. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that That'll is do it. Show. Yeah, about forty seconds later, I heard like a tumble, and there was just <laughs> trash everywhere. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. They are a little. No, it's fine. I, I just I don't have the habit of like closing bathroom door. I'm yeah. just not used to it. Normally, when you have a dog creature, that is a must. <laughs> so. Um, yeah. Other than that, we've been taking care of our aquariums. Um, nice. Unfortunately, we had a couple of fish die this week. So we've been trying to figure that out, test the water, and get everything back to normal. Uh, no other fish have died, though. So That's good. That's good. We're just trying to get the waters back to, like, 
normal and see what is going on in the tank um Mm -hmm. and figuring that out but other than that uh oh oh yeah i've been watching a lot of markiplier and dead meat (laughs) (laughs) um i really do like markiplier he is just a silly man (laughs) yeah while i was over there i turned on your youtube and i was like hey markiplier yeah i watched a couple videos markiplier's (laughs) one the the few remaining like the old youtubers that still produces some pretty decent content yeah Yeah. who is it him and pewdiepie yeah, I'm not a fan of PewDiePie. Mm, of I haven't I haven't watched PewDiePie I think literally ever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the amount of controversy around just yeah. kind of killed in how he dealt with it. So Mark, yeah. um, though, I re- I really do like him. There was a big stint where I like didn't watch him. Um, but mm-hmm. I uh and I there was a long time where I feel that he was like pretty depressed too. Oh yeah. Um, uh, he had a friend um, who passed away. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember that. That was um, he had a couple actually. It, yeah, it was really hard, kind of, harsh for him. It was really, yeah, it was obviously very hard for him. But he came back really yeah. well. You know what I mean? And like his content that he makes now, as opposed to like five or six years ago, he just seems so much happier now with what he's doing. I I do have to make one comment. Yes. He was making a talkies review video. Oh, it's hilarious. I thought it was hilarious. He would put the talkies in his mouth, slurp up all the powder, and then spit, spit them out. out. That's nappy. how he eats talkies. It's really gross. It is I don't like think that's how he actually eats them. I think it was just for the video, possibly, but I don't just, think it was. It's pretty nasty. He went way too in depth <laughs> with how he does it. Although I did really I never watched any of it. And I, I wish I did, but I like that. Uh, Unis Anus, like whatever. Yeah, what the project. fuck did you just say? Or, <laughs> I, I don't know how to pronounce it. Unus Anus. Unus Anus. Yeah. Unus Anus. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. But it was cool that it was a really cool idea of just producing content for a channel was, for a year yeah. and really then deleting good. everything. <laughs> it was really good. And Ethan's also like a huge advocate for trans rights and LGBTQ rights. Yeah. So it's great I really, to see. really, really like Ethan. He's really fucking cool. And Hell also, yeah. our birthdays are like, three days apart or something like that and we're the same age which is kind of weird so i'm like nice <laughs> <laughs> um it's crazy how people my age can be so successful mm-hmm, yeah <laughs> how, do you, how do you even have the motivation to be that successful <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> yeah uh, okay well we all ready to wrap up and go into news uh did I, you ever remember that thing adrian no but there was a couple more tidbits i want to talk about okay get your bits out uh it's just a few bits uh you know how i was able to uh screen share netflix and hulu and other tube sites through discord right mm-hmm. not anymore yeah it's nothing mm-hmm. but a black screen now you, you can still hear the sound through it but mm-hmm. like when i was doing with ranya no no, no gas yep so yeah nice. you know how when i plug in my capture card for the playstation yeah i have to go and turn off hdcp mm, that's yep. what that is yeah exactly because if it detects it's being recorded and yep. you try to go into youtube or something like that it just won't work yeah youtube still works fine but it's just Netflix yeah but on like the playstation which i think is so dumb i hate that um besides that uh what else uh the other thing um want to talk about was ronya and i uh, a little while ago um we talked about it we real quick who's ronya oh my partner okay yeah we've i've talked about them on the podcast before 
yeah, about it'll be three years in September um, that we've been dating. But like a few months ago, we kind of messed around the idea of doing a graphic novel together mm. um, because I'm big, you know, story world building writer nerd. And they're a really good character artist yep. and visual artist. Yep. Um, and we, I started revisiting, revisiting it with them and we we're planning on working on that now. Um, I've written uh, a good bit of an outline and a bit of a script for it. Uh, just the way that I would describe it um, is uh, Hyperlight Drifter Iceland with Norse mythology inspiring it. It sounds like you all right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the, the main character is a non-Benny non-binary uh fear bulk um who uh is basically in a world that used to be like yggdrasil world tree except the false gods burned it to the ground and now it's called askaheim which just means ash home or ash place um yeah and that that's that's really about it so i'll keep y'all updated when we really make progress on that because i do want to see that come to fruition from all the other fucking projects i've started <laughs> okay yeah with that we'll be right back with the news yeah. welcome back to the news hello all righty chris what do we got in our epic game store today uh games we have uh i don't know what the fuck that is we have mother gunship yep I don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> I straight up skipped through all of the preview images um, and it made no sense to me what it is. Doom, but I think Doom Combat, but you can customize your weapons almost like a Banjo Kazooie nuts and bolts. <laughs> Kerbal Space Program, but Doom. But gun. make a fucking dope gun. Yep. That actually looks really cool. Yeah. And then trains. Train simulator. Train. It was okay. some train simulator game. Yep, that's it. Boop, 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 boop. Okay, on to the proper news. Yeah. Let's see. First things first. Something I thought was weird. FF sixteen, the motion capture and vocal recordings are being done in English first, huh. rather than rather than Japanese. Huh. That is weird. I think it's because um Yoshida. The guy um, who does, I think he is the main guy on FF14. He wanted a uh, British English first. Oh. And then to work on the Japanese. British in it. Or my fucking terrible Tuesday in it. I can't tell whose was worse. British uh, in it. Stop. <laughs> no. No. More. No. This one is for. All our Respawn lovers out there. Respawn is working on a brand new single player adventure game. The job posting mentions a unique universe, so likely a new IP, not Star Wars or the Titanfall Apex world. Cries okay. and Titanfall. Hmm? Cries and Titanfall. Yeah. But hey, it's hey I'm so cool with it because fucking Fallen Order was sick. So any other cool thing that mm -hmm. they can make. As long as it's cool, I'm cool with it. I guess so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I trust Respawn 
nowadays. I trust them to make a good game, regardless of whatever the fuck it turns out to be. Yep. I don't trust them to take care of their multiplayer games. <laughs> Never trust anyone to take care of their multiplayer yeah. games. I guess. Speaking of not trusting anyone... Hold on, no, really quick. You play Souls games. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Last update continue. 2017 for Dark Souls 3. <laughs> continue, and then we Eva. have two left, so... Ubisoft, if you didn't know, has a branch in Singapore. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to read through a couple of things. Let's see. Ubisoft Singapore, which has led development on the pirate blockbuster Skull and Bones and co-developed Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Immortals Phoenix Rising, was created in 2008 in exchange for setting up shop on the tropical island city-state and hiring local talent. Singapore's government would provide the French company with generous subsidies, according to three sources with knowledge on the agreement. Like the 17 studios that came before it, Ubisoft Singapore would help create the mega publisher churnout games like Assassin's Creed. In return, local talent would be trained up, jumpstarting a new game development revolution in Singapore, and eventually taking the reins on growing the studio themselves. Hmm. And then that didn't happen. Hmm. So uh, one of the biggest issues going on right now is um, I'll quote it how the people working there did. There is a French ceiling there mm. in Singapore where if you want to be promoted or work in the upper echelons, you have to be French. Uh, mm. None of the locals are really being promoted to noteworthy positions that sounds like ubisoft to be fair that sounds like french colonials rather to be unfair <laughs> sounds like french colonials to me <laughs> did someone say canada <laughs> let's see i got a little more for a number of positions on a government site that posts new jobs four court current and former developers told kotaku that local employees might be paid just below the minimum salary range listed while expats being people brought in from uh, Canada, could be paid any more than five to ten thousand more than them a year. Let's see, they claim it is because of cost of living differences. Wow, their pay raises are about two to three percent a year on average. Mm -hmm. Let's see. And in response to this, it was the shareholders need to get paid. Continues to sound like Ubisoft to me. Yeah, shareholders. In May, Ubisoft announced they had record sales and $128 million in profit for the year before. Jesus. Pain. And now we move on to the truly horrendous. So you thought the gaming industry was shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Activision Blizzard. Oh boy, is it shit. We talked a little bit about this last week as it was like just breaking as we were going into it, but um, we've gotten some more stuff coming in. Yep. For So last week we talked about these cube crawls they had. Yep. Where you get drunk and crawl under cubicles. Yep. Mm -hmm. And, you know, harass ladies. Yes, exactly. Yep. We got some more coming out. A female employee had committed suicide during a business trip with a male supervisor. 
mm-hmm. who had just so happened to bring um, sexual items with him, sexual toys with him. Yep. Apparently, she was getting harassed for quite a while. And after she passed, there were photos of her sent around the office. Wow. After? So after. Fuck. After she passed. Oh, God. That is just. That is. That's okay. That, that, that goes beyond just frat boy culture. That's that like is. the dead. That is inhumane. Disrespecting yeah. his life. That was your fault. That's gone now. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, frat boy culture's like fucking rife with rape and sexual abuse and assault. But to, to be literally passing around nudes of a dead person. Um, that, that is some disrespect. Which we're and... most taken without her consent anyway. Exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fuck no. We got and some then more. disrespect her after she commits suicide over it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Supervisors ignored medical restrictions given to female employees and gave them negative evaluations while they were out on maternity leave. Other female employees reported that they were criticized for leaving to pick up their children from daycare while their male counterparts were playing video games. Jesus Christ. I'm not Christian. You're making me say Jesus Christ. Fuck. Oh, it doesn't, it doesn't end there. Hell so, no, it doesn't. No. Let's, just, let's just keep it rolling. An African-American employee noted that it took her two years to be made part of a permanent employee position. While men hired before her were made permanent employees, she also was micromanaged such that her male co-workers were known to be playing video games without any intervention by her supervisor, but her supervisor would call her and check on her while she was taking a break. Wow. Another African-American employee who worked in information technology was similarly micromanaged by her manager, unlike the men on her team. When she requested time off work, listen to this, her manager made her write a one-page summary of how she would spend that time off when no one else had to Fucking do any write-ups. Bull. Wow. Yeah. Wow. If my job ever made me write a fucking page summary of why I'm taking, like, time right. off, fuck you. You don't get the no. No. Right. Just write none of your fucking business and like, put in it. It's like jobs that don't take doctor's notes. Like, oh, well, here's oh my, my doctor's God. notes because I had to have surgery or because I had a, an ex- actually infectious disease. And they're like, oh, it doesn't matter because you didn't come to work. It's like, what am I supposed to do? Come to work and give everybody strep? Like, yeah, I don't understand the uh, the sentiment that so many executives, managers, bosses have that their workers are inherently lazy and they don't want to work. Like, no, I want to work because I want the money and I want the job. So why would I come up with an excuse to not make money? Are you kidding me? (laughs) I had something uh, like this happen recently in my store. One of our upper management left to for surgery. Mm -hmm. Uh, The wound became infected and they had to wait another couple weeks and because of that they were demoted down to just basic employee oh my god lost their management position because of it that is horrendous not surprising but horrendous it's just i would not be mad if blizzard or activision didn't exist in the next five years yeah Yeah. um do, do we get to the 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 group chat thing not yet 
Okay. It's on the list. Yeah, there's a list, people. <laughs> now, I have a long one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. This was Activision's uh, response to the suit. We value diversity and strive for foster a workplace that offers inclusivity for everyone. There is no place in our company or industry or an industry for sexual misconduct or harassment of any kind. We take every allegation seriously, investigate all the claims in case related to misconduct. Actions were taken to address the issue. Mm. DFEH is the like California thing that's suing them. Didn't so when they a statement like that statement but then they also released something that was basically like oh we don't care but that's the, that's the one i'm doing right now yep <laughs> so the dfeh sued activision blizzard so the dfeh includes distorted and in many cases false descriptions of blizzard's past we have been extremely cooperative with the dfeh throughout their investigation including providing them with a, with extensive data and ample documentation but they refused to inform us what the issues, how the issues were perceived. They were required by law to adequately investigate and to have good faith discussions with us to better understand and resolve any claims or concerns, therefore going to the litigation. But they failed to do so. Instead, they rushed to file an inaccurate complaint, and we will demonstrate that in court. We are sickened by the reprehensible conduct of the DFEH to drag into complaint the tragic suicide of an employee whose passing has no bearing whatsoever on this case mm. and <laughs> with no regard for their grieving family. While we find this behavior to be disgraceful and unprofessional, it is unfortunately an example how they have conducted themselves throughout the course of their investigation. It is this type of irresponsible behavior from the unaccount from una eh, from unaccountable state bureaucrats that are driving many of the state's best businesses out of California. My God! Now there's more also, than that. Also, but we can stop. We can, has been going for like two years. Yeah, we can stop there for now. We can. How do how does that suicide have nothing to do with the shit the workplace? It's just it was it. a direct result of the workplace. I will say it was a really good lawyer who wrote that up because. They're doing their best to subvert as much of the narrative as possible and like discount all evidence gathered by attacking the validity of the DFEH. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's that's how these companies do it. They don't just, you know, so, bend the heel and then like, you know, accept the losses. They're going to be fucking assholes about it mm -hmm. and they're going to be clever about it, too, because now there's going to be. There's going to be support for them in terms of like, oh, yeah, but what about the time that uh, 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 so, Activision said that DFEH was uh, invalid, you know? So the, let's see, the law firm they hired was Wilmer Hale, the same law firm that mm -hmm. is preventing Amazon workers from unionizing. Yep. They are referred to as union busters. Yep. They are the ones they brought in. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, just same law bullshit going on about how we did nothing, and it's that they're the bad people, not us. Yep. Wow. Yeah, there's a whole episode about in Superstore about it. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, okay, keep, re remember that little thing in there. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, recording software had a little hiccup, but we are back. So, uh, CEO of Activision Blizzard, Bobby Kotick, put out a message, a statement, basically saying, we're so sorry about what happened. We're going to do our absolute best to make sure it doesn't happen again. We are at fault here. Now, you take that statement mm -hmm. and the one I just read before, and they're polar opposites. Yeah. Putting out two messages here. Mm-hmm. It's a, a lot like what happened with Ubisoft. Mm -hmm. Just, uh, what was that, like four or five months ago, maybe? Yep. Something like that, yeah. That's entirely a tactic, though, because on one hand, you had the very public statement from a influential person as such as a CEO of the company, and they're being very apologetic and accepting the guilt of it, while the actual legal team is saying the exact opposite. So it's going to be like, oh, uh, all, all the sensationalism around it is going to be saying like, oh, look, they're, they're Activision's being apologetic. They're going to fix it, whereas they're not going to fix it in actual legal terms. Correct. Yep. Let's see. Um, there was recently a walkout by Blizzard employees. Full on strike. Yep. Let's see. There is currently a petition going through the Blizzard offices with mm -hmm. 2,000 signatures. Mm -hmm. I will read that out to the leaders. To the leaders of Activision Blizzard, we, the undersigned agree that the statements from Activision Blizzard Inc. and their legal counsel regarding the DFEH lawsuit, as well as the subsequent internal statement from Francis Townsend, are abhorrent and insulting to all that we believe our company should stand for. To put it clearly un and unequivocally, our values as employees are not accurately reflected in the words and actions of our leadership. We believe these statements have damaged our ongoing quest for equality inside our our ongoing quest for equality inside and outside of our industry. Categorizing the claims that have been made as distorted and in many cases false creates a company atmosphere that disbelieves victims. It also casts doubts on our organization's ability to hold abusers accountable for their actions and foster a safe environment for victims to come forward in the future. These statements make it clear that our leadership is not putting our values first, Immediate corrections are needed from the highest level of our organization. Our company executives have claimed that actions will be taken to protect us, but in the face of legal action and the troubling official responses that followed, we no longer trust that our leadership will place employee safety above their own interests. To claim this is a truly meritless and irresponsible lawsuit, while seeing so many current and former employees speak out about their own experiences regarding harassment and abuse, is unacceptable. We call for official statements that recognize the seriousness of these allegations and demonstrate compassion for victims of harassment and assault. We call on Frances Townsend to stand by her word to step down as executive sponsor of the ABK Employee Women's National Network as a result of damaging nature of her statement. I really we don't understand how a woman can say no. all this stuff either. You know what I mean? I don't exactly. know how you can be against. One second, I got a little women. more. We call on the executive leadership team to work with us on a new and meaningful efforts that ensure employees, as well as our community, have a safe place to speak out and come forward. We stand with all of our friends, teammates, and colleagues, as well as the members of our dedicated community who have experienced mistreatment 
or harassment of any kind. We will not be silenced, we will not stand aside, and we will not give up until the company we love is a workplace that we can all feel proud to be part of again. We will be the change. Mic drop. Very well put. Yeah. Extremely well put. I'm proud of those guys. Like, yes. There's nothing we here can say that is going to outdo that. Yeah, no. 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 Nothing at all. And that just goes to show how the hierarchy of the industry just works. You know? It's mm-hmm. it's fucked. Yeah. Everything's fucked. You can tell that I, I'm angry about this because I haven't mm-hmm. spoken this entire time. Right. Um, and every time we have one of these, this one's the worst it's been oh, by, yes. in oh, yeah. a long ass time. Yep. Like usually it's like, oh, crunch. They're literally just slaving away for eight days a week. This you is know, the literal shit. death of a woman because of sexual harassment that they're not trying to account for and they're not firing the man. You know what I mean? They're not doing anything. Yep. Yeah. This is the worst it's it's ever been to, in within my realm of, of memory, right? Mm-hmm. And it, I, I've joked about it for the past couple of days because, you know, it, it's it's a true fact. I've been boycotting Blizzard since like 2011 over a fucking mountain. Wow. Right? Yep. For a super petty, stupid reason. But for the past 10 years, it's been shit show after shit show since the acquisition by Activision and everything like that. Every little bit of news that pops out about about Blizzard has always been worse and worse and worse. And I couldn't have picked a better time in my life to have gotten angry over a petty fucking <laughs> mount skin. Oh yeah. And just completely abandoned supporting a company. Yep. Well, yeah, my breaking point was Blitzchung last year. Yep. Yeah. yeah, honestly. I haven't played a Blizzard game since then and I don't I am never going to again. Yep. Neither am I. And there is a silver lining to this, I would say. And it's that I'm very proud of the response that people have had to this, mm-hmm. especially the workers that are going on strike um, and banding together against this. Um, because it not only shows within the industry, but as I would say, the political climate in the U.S. as a whole is that people are starting to like work together better and yeah. are starting to find solidarity in issues that uh need solidarity like in in the face of harassment and abuse from uh like the workplace or executives or just anyone who uh holds a certain power or privilege um it's like yeah we aren't taking this shit no more and it's become very apparent um like in the gaming industry that that movement uh to bring uh solidarity and cooperation um between those who have been abused and oppressed is like it's coming together yeah uh everyone's coming together and starting to fight uh this injustice um and i'm happy to see it happening in the gaming industry at a time when it's probably at its worst yeah i you said the words yeah (laughs) i have nothing left to say yeah that's that's my piece (laughs) you you said the words that were in my head that i couldn't get out because my brain don't make words go good (laughs) so you know fucking 
and we're we're still not even done. We no, got, but we got one more. Yep. Just go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> just fuck it. Go. This is uh from Kotaku. Inside Blizzard developers infamous Bill Cosby suite. <laughs> mm. God. <laughs> I hate it. Oh my god. Based on photographs and screenshots of Facebook posts obtained by Kotaku, it's clear that people beyond Alex uh, Frasiabi, one of the main guys known for sexual harassment, they were well aware of the Cosby suite mentioned in the lawsuit. That was apparently a nickname for Afrasiabi's BlizzCon 2013 hotel room. Mm-hmm. And a reference to the convicted, no longer convicted, go fuck yourself, Mm-hmm. Rapist Bill Cosby. Still rapist, by the way. Yeah, still. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't just go away. Mm-hmm. No. Not on a technicality. Let's see. This is Fucking a, nostalgia. During a company <laughs> event, Afrasiabi would hit on female employees, telling him he wanted to marry them, attempting to kiss them, and putting his arms around them. This was in plain view of other male employees, including supervisors, who had to interfere and pull him off female employees. Afrasiabi was known to engage in harassment of females. That is his suite, that's why his suite was nicknamed the Cosby Suite. Mm-hmm. And this man, he wasn't like he was working there for quite a while. Yep. <sighs> wasn't there a picture taken with a bunch of dudes just yep. posing? Yeah, yep. A picture of him. It's like, how can you, like, be proud of being a rapist? How can yep. that be something that you want to work towards? Like, what a pe- like, how can that... I just don't understand people yep. who can think yep. that that's a good thing or a noble or any kind of good anything. It's disgusting. And we're going to... We, we, you're about to find out why. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Based on images and comments Afrosiabi posted on his Facebook, supplied to Kotaku by a former developer at Blizzard. It was reportedly a booze-filled meeting place where many, including Afrasiabi, would pose with an actual portrait of Bill Cosby while smiling. It was also a hotspot for informal networking at BlizzCon, three sources told Kotaku, where people would look to make inroads at the company and would go to meet and hang out with some of its top designers. The reason it's all like this is because all of the heads at Blizzard would be here. And if you want to make it through the company and you have to be on the good side of these people, if you want yep. to get promoted, which leads to the workplace being super shitty and full of harassment. I've heard the exact same story on how people climb the ladder at wall street. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it just drugs, abuse and absolute just what's the word? Awful shit. Okay. (laughs) There's there's no nice way to put it. Yeah. Fucking shitlord tendencies. Yep. Like it. Oh, so okay. Here we go. go. We have a (laughs) screenshot of Mm -hmm. a group chat called BlizzCon Cosby Crew. Mm -hmm. This is um, I'm just gonna name their names and what they wrote. So David Kosak, I am gathering the hot chicks for the cause. C-O-Z, as in the Cosby Room. Alex Afrosiabi, bring them. Someone says, hey, are you on your way? 
Uh, let's see. David Kosak. You can't marry all of them, Alex, uh, referring to Afrosiabi. Afrosiabi, I can. I'm Middle Eastern. Hmm. And then Jesse McCree comments, you misspelled fuck in reference to you can't marry all of them. Ew. So, yeah, this was like a very, this was a very out in the open thing. Like this was posted on Facebook. Alex Afrosiabi posted this screenshot on his Facebook and wrote mics were dropped Gosh. as in it's like the coolest shit. Mm -hmm. Corey Stockton, who was in this group chat posted on that saying probably the greatest group chat in the history of mankind. Oh Lord. Those screenshots are from when like 2013, I think. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So even back then, when humor was at its one of its crudest points, mm -hmm. even back then, people would have looked at that and been like, whoa, dude. Yeah, like, what the whoa. actual fuck? Whoa, bro. Like, it that was an edgy time for the internet and humor and stuff. But even that, by those standards, was fucked up. I'm pretty sure since all of these screenshots and stuff have been pulled up, I'm pretty sure, like, I've been scrolling through Reddit and some of the 4chan subreddits are, like, just f fighting against it. Yes. Uh, 4chan yeah. <laughs> is, 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 like, pissed. Yeah. The, one of the most disgusting places on the internet. If you can make 4chan, <laughs> like, that's, 4chan is treating them like, like, like a child molester in prison. Yeah. Like. If you get to that point, you've officially lost. Yeah, internet. you've lost all possible support. Yeah, like, you've lost the internet. Mm -hmm. It's... It's fucked. So, ending points. Fuck Blizzard. Yep. And I highly encourage you to stop playing their games. Yes. <laughs> Immediately. I saw a lot of shit online about like WoW players like striking in the game, mm -hmm. like protesting in the game. And I'm like, you know, that doesn't do anything. Nope. As long as they are receiving your money, they don't give a shit. Yep. Go cancel your sub. Mm hmm. Not to mention, aside from all the absolute just terrible things that are happening, WoW was already at its lowest. Oh, because yeah. of FF14. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's going to... God, I am going to be so happy if WoW dies. <laughs> it, fuck Blizzard. Just, it was already... I played WoW for 10 years. Yeah. I quit because of a fucking mouth. <laughs> fuck WoW. Yeah. It, <laughs> it was already, it's been a dead horse forever, and this should be the final nail in its fucking skull. Like, it, it should just be done. Yep. Well... That's all we got for the podcast this week. I am yep. confident you are going to be hearing probably more about it next week. Yep. So be be ready for that. That was episode 100, huh? Woo! Yeah. <laughs> 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 Holy shit, boys. Episode 100. So if you are listening to this, come join the Discord. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's fun shit. We can talk about how shitty Blizzard is together and how much we hate them. Yes. <laughs> Solidarity. <laughs> Bye-bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.